Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. Press one. Yeah. You may start the conversation now. Whatever. Jay Rich. Hey, you good, man? Yo, what's, what's up, hey? You think we dropped that off? Yeah, I dropped it off, brother. That nigga's the hero. What's up, baby? Man, no, I'm finna do this, finna do this interview. What you got going? Yeah, I'm doing a podcast and shit. Through My Eyes with One-Eyed Willie is available on Apple's podcast app or wherever you go to get your podcast. Hey, yo, what up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Through My Eyes with One Eye Willie. Man, before I get started, let me start off by saying I apologize. I did miss a week on the podcast. Um, it's a lot that has been going on here in Kentucky, so um, just got back to work. Brianna Taylor case is going on. Um, been checking into that, making sure that we get things going on making sure that we get things together over here at the network with Chuck Taylor Vision, the Come Up Corner, um, and a couple other shows that we have in the works, but that's neither here nor there. Um, we are back. Um, today is actually June 19th. It's Juneteenth, and we are recording this show on Juneteenth. So let me start off by saying happy Juneteenth to everybody. For those that don't know, um, Juneteenth is kind of like... Um, our freedom day for african americans in the united states of america so uh this is a day that has been celebrated for years but particularly this year 2020 is really a a, a big light on juneteenth so um a lot of people are tuned in a lot of people are celebrating and this is what we're doing here today so today we here and today i got a special guest i got my man dane dibiasi Y'all know him as the one who's bigger than the city. Y'all know him as the one who came through. He he, he dropped record after record, mixtape, album, so on and so forth. He's been putting on for the city of Radcliffe, for the state of Kentucky, for the city of Hopkinsville, Louisville, so on and so forth, man. So uh, without further ado, I'm, I'm here. We're going to kick this podcast off. We back. And I got my man Dame here. What up, Dame? Man, what it do? I appreciate the platform, huh? For real. Man, no doubt about it, man. You know, uh, when I first got this thing started, I was like, you know, I got to bring Dame on. Yeah. I want to bring a lot of local. <laughs> I want to bring a lot of local artists on, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was like, I still, I, before I do that, let me uh, try to build my little platform up a little bit. So that's what I've been doing. So right now we are going on episode, uh, what is this, uh, 13? I think this is 13. So yeah, 13, damn. 12, 13, whatever. So we back in, in, in this with you today. So uh, how you been holding up, man, during the whole quarantine? You know, things done, things have been kind of lifted and people going back to work, man. How you been holding up? I was grinding the whole time, but uh, I do stay out the way because the quarantine, you can cuss on him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, the yeah, quarantine ahead, shit is real. Like, that, that COVID shit is real. People be like, it's a house or whatever. Mm -hmm. Nah, I know a couple of people, you know what I'm saying, that then got hit with it, so right. I don't take it lightly. Right, and you, you a barber, yeah. um, your industry was shut down mm -hmm. for a long time. How long was y'all out? About two months, two to three months. Oh, I yeah. cut to the last day, you okay. know what I'm saying? And then, you know, just being real, it was a couple of folks, like, they hit me personally. I uh -huh. would get them at the crib, but, like, anybody outside, like, you had to be cautious with it. Yeah. Because, like, I think a dude died. Yeah, I did see that. I saw that on uh, Facebook one day. I think it was a barber who ended up cutting somebody's hair. He ended up passing away from yeah. COVID-19 or whatever. So it was definitely serious. Um, you still taking precautions? How is it now when y'all back that work? It's strict. It ain't no waiting lobby now. Like, you remember the barbershop is, like, the place, like, you could come chill all day. It mm -hmm. ain't that. It's in and out. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? So that whole, the, the whole thing with the... The barbershop and the feel of the barbershop is no longer there, then, huh? I mean, it's cool, you feel me, but uh, it's different. Yeah, it's different because you can't really like. You have some cats they wouldn't even get their haircut. They just probably just come in there just to talk shit, chill. Mm -hmm. You can't really do that. Right. And we got the barber board, 
on our ass, you know. So if they walk up in there, they catch you doing anything like that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's I know that's pretty much a, a pretty heavy fire. Yeah, right? yeah, but especially with this shit going on, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna do the radio with it. Right. Yeah, they ain't gonna play none of these yeah. games with the no. whole COVID nineteen. People are dying behind that. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, while you were out with the whole COVID nineteen and quarantine, did that give you an opportunity to? Uh, do some other things like work on your music. For those who don't know, Dane is an artist. Not only is he a barber, he's also an artist. He records music. So were you able to record your music and do anything like that? Yeah, I did some music. I did a lot of music. How it affected me, though, is because uh, when it first started, I didn't have a home studio. Uh-huh. So I had to order all that equipment because I didn't know how long we was going to be in the crib for. So I went through that of ordering. I canceled some sessions, some videos, because I didn't want to be out like that. But I, I shot, like, one video during it, and it was weird, you know. So, but I still got it done. I got a lot of right now. Now it's starting to fuck with me because I, uh, I'm, I'm like one of the people I got to travel and whatnot. So if uh-huh. I ain't travel, I ain't really got no motivation to write and whatnot. So I didn't have writer's block, right. like, real bad. Here, All like, right, yeah. So, have you had writer's block in the past? Yeah, never like this. Never like this. What no. did you do in the past to get through your writer's block? Well, I kind of, like, now, you know, I'm on dead time, too. Mm-hmm. So, before, I could really just leave, go do something for as long as time I want. Like, being a dad, like, I try to be hands-on with my son every yeah. day. So, it kind of cut, you know what I'm saying? While I'm trying to chill with him and he want to play, you know what I'm saying? So, I just gotta cut that off. How is it being? Uh, how is it being dang the dad, man? Just dope. I love it. I know you. I do, love man. it. It's, I love it. Your, your little man spoil you? Yeah, he spoiled, man. He get away with murder, man. Like, I tried to discipline, but, you know, uh-huh. moms let him, grandma, aunties, they pick him up, so he's happy. He's a happy kid. Man, um, that's what's up. You ready to celebrate Father's Day? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's crazy. I ain't never paid attention to that. Right, so, it's coming okay. up right until you became yeah, so you know, a, like it's Father's Day that's time. That's a dead day in the neighborhood. Like. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. That's yeah. crazy. A lot of people, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but there is a lot of people in our community who did grow up without a father mm-hmm. and somebody there. Um, so one thing before we continue on, yeah. let's get back and take it back to the beginning. Okay. Um, where are you originally from? I am originally from Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Okay. AKA Hoptown. Hoptown, Hoptown. What up, man? What's up to my peoples out in Hoptown? My man, Chucky Mac C. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cuddy Mac. Yeah. Big Ting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, so on yeah. and so forth. But uh, how was it out there in uh, Hopkinsville? And how long did you stay out there <laughs> as a kid? To be honest, I don't really remember too much of the early parts. What I do remember is when I got a little bit older, but I wasn't staying down there. Uh-huh. I would go down there for like the summers, stay with my auntie, my uncle, chill with my cousins, be at my great granny's house. All I did when I was down there play play ball over there on Walnut, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, all day. Like, yeah. If you're from the town, you gotta be a hooper. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So <laughs> we play hoop all day. Go back to Grand House, eat whatever, play video games all night. It was summer, so that's all I did. Right, you know? so you just went there. So as a kid, you would just go there for your summer yeah, vacation? Yeah, like, not, not speeding it up, but you know, mom's passed away young. So uh-huh. when mom's passed away young, I was like, I don't know how it go, but I, I got adopted by my grandparents long okay. story short because uh-huh. Pop went, was doing whatever. Yeah. So basically, school year, I'm ordered to be with grandparents down here, and okay. they would let me go back home for the summer, chill with my auntie and them, and I probably did that up until, until I got, to about like eighth or ninth grade, I used to do that every summer, then I had my own life of my own, you right. know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I'm sneaking yeah. in shorties, friends, <laughs> or whatever, I ain't trying Hey, I remember those home. days, man, because uh, I, you know, uh, as you know, I grew up military brat, so yeah. the whole time it was the same way, through the school year, up here, here yeah. at going to school, blah blah blah, whatever. Summertime, go down to your grandparents' house. You know what I mean? Get yeah. it in, you stay down there for the whole summer. You come back. <laughs> um. So you said. So is your mother and father both from Hoptown, or was your mother from Hoptown? Your father's from, mom's from somewhere else. Military brat. Okay. Mom's is from. Uh, I think mom's is from St. Louis. Okay. For real, for real. 
She's either from St. Louis or Fort Kent. I'm not sure. She might be from. I'm, I have to check. But because you were how old when your mother passed away? Six. So, so you were six. So you were still in those early stages where you didn't know a lot. And with your mm-hmm. mother being a military brat traveling around, you probably really just yeah. yeah. So what about your pops? He from Hoptown? No, pops is from New Orleans. He's okay. From Louisiana. So your pop was your pop stationed in? He was stationed in Fort Knox. Okay. And he was a Rolling Stone at that time. So he, <laughs> that dude was crazy. So yeah, he, yeah, he had other stuff going on. We cool as hell now, but uh-huh. like, and he like when I was a baby, he was around. Then you know whatever happened, and he did you know he did his takeoff thing for a minute. Right. So I didn't get back with him until I was like twenty one. Right. And what did your mother when you were a kid, or the the stories that you know your sister or um, your grandmother has told you? What did your mother do? Uh, your, your mother and father do uh, for a living? Uh, I remember it like, because she died when I was six, so I can remember of it. Pops was in the Army mm-hmm. and he was chef, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Mom's had three jobs. She was a school teacher assistant. She worked at the daycare. And then when Radcliffe had the Winn-Dixie, she worked up in the bakery. So okay, okay, I remember was, the yeah, Winn-Dixie. the grind. Orchelin sits there yeah. now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she was like a jack of all trades, one of the people that could really do Anything, but she ain't had no time to really pursue any of her dreams because she was taking care of me and my sister. She was a single mom, so she, you know, grinded it out. So siblings, is it just you and your sister, or do you have any other siblings? It's me and my sister on my mother's side, and we got a brother that passed away. Okay. That's where Cason get his name from. Okay. So how was the connection to Cason's name and your brother who passed away? That's his name. His name would have been Casey. His name was going to be Casey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's where your son gets his yeah. name. Yeah. He named after right, his uncle who passed away. That's dope. So your mother passed away. Um, is there a lot that you remember about the passing of your mother? Um, yeah. Some crazy shit. My mom died on Mother's Day. A lot of people right. don't know that. Well, she collapsed on Mother's Day and she was like brain dead from that point, mm-hmm. you know. But this is like in the early the 90s. This is like 97. So, you know. You could be on life support for a minute. You could be a vegetable for right, a right. minute before they pulled the cord. Now right. they got laws like so many days or whatever. But right, yeah, she was yeah. on there for about two weeks. Okay. And they was like, all right, we're going to try to jump her and shock her, see if she can come back. She ain't never come back. Okay. But I knew in the room she was gone. You know and, what I'm saying? And in between that, that's, is that how you ended up losing um, your brother? In yeah, because she had a topic pregnancy. So if they had one of them, the baby automatically is out of there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So okay, cool, it. man. That's crazy. So you're six years old. You lose your mother. Do you know how you felt back then? Or do you remember any of any of those things? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure at six years old, it's kind of, you're still kind of like, hey, what's going on? Where Where's mom at? <laughs> it was weird. Mm-hmm. It was weird because, like, I remember when they first told me, I thought they was playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought she was going to wake up, but then she really ain't. She really just never woke up. So it was like like my life just adjusted. And I had to, like, learn a lot of stuff quick. Uh-huh. Like, you six years old, I got to learn what right. dying means yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, so I had to learn that. Then you go from, my mom was 27. Okay. So you go to living with your young mom uh-huh. to stay with your, your grandparents <laughs> like with all that. So that Running was in and out. Oh, man. Like, man. So that was a totally Yeah, thing. you know, yeah. From, I'm like, man, you know, me and Toya always laugh. My sister, uh-huh. we come from like, you know, white bread and you know shit like that so we go to our grandparents house they got wheat bread so i'm like man nah, nah, granddad got this brown bread so i ain't know <laughs> like i don't know what this is so it's just different stuff like right that. right so different little things that yeah. you had to pretty much adapt to as a yeah. kid um so you're down here radcliffe area staying with your grandparents mm-hmm. what school did you go to i went to parkway then i went to uh rms then I went to North. So well, had, uh, oh yeah, you went. To, you hit them up. <laughs> yeah. What, when you went to high school, middle school, high school, what what were some of the classes that you were attracted to? Gym. <laughs> I like gym. I hated math. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I hate. I sucked at math, bro. Yeah. Uh, and I was always. I ain't gonna cap history. That mm-hmm. was always my favorite. Yeah, that's one of my favorite subjects I like too, man. I always love to go in there, history, and kind of like. Um, listen and figure out some things of back in the past to see, you know, just, I think just it's interesting because it always repeats itself. Mm-hmm. Like the George, I've been saying like that George Floyd stuff. That's like the Emmett Till of our time. Even though Emmett Till's a kid and George Floyd's a grown man, that's right. like the thing that sparked it. Like, all right, we had enough. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know they would do them peaceful marches, but when they 
really got on them uh, them bus boycotts because of Rosa Parks too. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That really it affected some things. They're like, all right, we gotta have these people on these buses. Right. On my previous podcast, I kind of spoke about those things too. Yeah. Um, it's it's called um, from social distancing to social injustice, and um, I talk about those things on that. And um, the bus boycott. The Montgomery bus boycott was was, was was heavy, and it yeah. was one of those things that kind of changed things, and it let people know how important the black dollar was. Because when those black individuals stopped riding the bus, and they decided that they were going to carpool or ride their bikes or walk, that hurt them. That hurt them. They need they need us, dog. We built this country up, and if they don't get it right, we'll burn this motherfucker down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know how I go. Hey, hey pop, what pox say? Pox in the bench, didn't he? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll burn this bitch down and get us pissed. Right. You know what I mean? But uh so you went to North Harden High School. Um when you were there in high school, man, was there a uh, a presence, a hip hop presence there and were you a part yeah. of that hip hop presence? Not at first. Oh yeah? Not at first. Like I ain't even saying it because he here. Like we Terminator Tank was in school with me. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people in school with us. Like but I remember like uh we used to listen to the Texas music. You know what I'm saying? The, the screw. Yeah, the screw, yeah, the screw yeah. chop, the chameleon air, mm-hmm. uh, the slim thug. He used to be a dude that sick Wall, baby. And he used to sell them CDs. Listen, go back and listen to Vaughn. Yeah, go back and listen to John Woo. Yeah, go back so and listen to the Woo. That's what we used to get all the mixtapes at. So we would go to school, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you hear da 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 not? So the first tape I grabbed, you went to the um the interview with me when I met Smalls. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That was crazy to me because the first mixtape I grabbed was the Southern Smoke. So, so that, uh, you know, just that was motivation. I was like, man, I got, I, you know, I got to get my CDs where people want to hear it and whatnot. So that was the scene. And then we listened to like the up north stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like Cassidy because Cassidy had them punchlines and whatnot. We had the dudes who listened to Dipset in the yeah, school, yeah. like all the blood niggas. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They were wearing the skinny jeans back then with the chains and uh-huh. the, you know the thermals and shit. I'm like, okay, you know. So that was the music wave, and I always fucked with the West Coast music too. I think Game dropped a documentary my ninth grade year, and that was like one of my favorite albums. Hey, are you a creative personality or a sports analyst who wants to record your own podcast for the world to hear? Well, let me tell you, Buzzsprout is the route you want to take. What they do is amazing, and I hate for you to miss out. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics on how people are listening, and tools to promote your episodes. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. If you sign up for a pay plan, you'll receive a $20 Amazon gift card, which helps our show. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Come on over and join 100,000 other podcasters who are already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Peace. All right, we're back from a scheduled break. Had to pay a couple of bills. Make sure if y'all want to start a podcast, y'all want to work with 258 Networks, y'all tap in with us at 258 Networks at gmail.com and we can help get you a Buzz Sprout account and get you set up. Anyways, back to the show with my man Dane. So the hip hop presence was pretty cool at high school for you and you said you didn't start in the beginning. When did you jump into the hip hop presence at your school? Uh, I'm thinking I would always write rhymes in class and shit. Like, since I've been writing rhymes in like fifth grade, since I saw all through school, I always wrote music and shit. People knew I could rap. Um, <clears throat> I say about tenth grade when I when I hopped in. Mm-hmm. Me and my me and my brother Jay Rich, we start rapping. We actually went to Beezy Studio. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And uh, we was linking with C Paper. Me, Jay Rich, and C Paper had a group. And then uh What was that group called, man? I can't man, I can't even remember. BZ bro. always talks about how you used to sneak y'all used to sneak yeah. in the studio and record all the we time. We used to sneak because me and Rich, like I said, I stayed with my grandparents. At this time, my granddad had just died that year. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's just me and my nana at that point. So my nana and Rich mom, they were like in church ladies. So they ain't playing to like 
you rapping, you cussing and shit in the house yeah. while you a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're not yes, doing that. So we was, <laughs> we had the cool Eddie Pro set up in the crib, but we was like having to hurry up and rap before Nana got home yeah. and shit. And that's how we was like one taking it so good. But then we was like, man, fuck this. We can't get nothing done. Right. So then we, uh, uh, see paper. He had the he had the studio because BZ and them they had the committee thing or whatever uh-huh. going back then. So you know whenever they went in there, we would sneak up in they yeah. up in they spot. You know, but, <laughs> you know when they come in there, they kick us out, whatnot. Like yeah. ain't nobody trying to hear that shit y'all doing. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> like that was the goal back then to oppress them. You right. know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. try to get in their little group, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't they have going. Nah. That's crazy, man. So y'all, so from there, um, you don't remember the name of your group, but I'm sure later on down the line, you would go on to form your own group. Yeah, now me and Rich, like me, him, and C-Favor got into it about something. I can't remember. It was something stupid. So me and Rich, we formed this thing called Killer Camp. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And uh, me and him had a group. It was called Young Killers, but... The label was Killer Camp, but everybody just called us Killer Camp, uh-huh. and that was. So we was dropping our tapes throughout school. We started selling our CDs and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And uh, folks was like, "Damn, them boys can really." You know what I'm saying? They sound like something. We had this like this popular song. It was called like Dickies and Chucks. Mm-hmm. That's when they was snapping. <laughs> and uh, me, like we was more controversial back then, so we would diss anything that was popular then. Uh-huh. You feel me? So we got on there. We dissing Jordans and. And all that shit and rapping uh-huh. about the Chucks and the Dickies and uh, that shit. Like, people just kept, they kept rocking with us, you know what I'm saying? So, growing up, you're doing music, you're listening <laughs> to music, you're writing music. Who were some of your musical influences and some of the people that you listened to? Easy. Easy. Number one, I, that's, my, that's the goat to me. Him, Q, uh, Pop, mm-hmm. Snoop, as I got older, T.I., um... I was real big on Chameleon now when he was doing like all his freestyles and whatnot. Slump Thug, Gang, 50. Man, like, I'm not a hip hop head. I'm not a person that really go by size or code. Like, I listen to everything. Right. Like, yeah. I like Cameron, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? I used to like Hell Real back in the day. So, Real was everybody. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, mouth was yeah, bad. Yeah, like, yeah. the shit he was saying, I'm like, damn. Yeah. And I, I wanted to have that same, like, did he just say that? You know what I'm saying? While I rap, so I picked up on that too. Yeah. Okay, so you're rapping, you're doing your thing, um, and you got Killer Camp going on. Mm-hmm. It's you and Jay Rich. Was yep. there anybody else a part of your group? And what would you all go on to do later on with that camp? They weren't rapping though. They was just like, you know what I'm saying? Like if somebody like disrespecting shit, we gonna tear it up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you so, know. And you said that you were controversial. You you, you made controversial music mm-hmm. back then. You would diss things. Did you diss anybody? I did. Back <laughs> who you went to school with? I did. Fellow rappers? I did. Yeah. I did. Like I I know I know this girl wrote for some fellas, but that's that's LeBron now. We cool. Dizzy was the man. Uh-huh. Like Dizzy was that nigga over there. Man, listen. <laughs> and Dizzy used to rap. Niggas don't know that shit. Listen, man. I reached out to Dizzy, man. I see he got um, links online back popping. I reached yeah. out to him, man, because I want to bring Dizzy onto the podcast and speak to him because yeah. um, I know the first thing that I heard about Dizzy was that he was a crazy DJ and he was dope and he had done mm-hmm. a lot of things as a shorty. You know what I mean? So I just want to come. I wanted to bring him in and um, have that conversation with him. So yeah. Dizzy, if you if you hear this, man, make sure you reach out, man. I'm trying to get with you, man. Tap in with me. Yeah, but uh, so you was going at it with uh, so it wasn't really not personal. It was uh-huh. like now this is around I think the end eleventh grade. We going in the senior because Jay Richton got locked up by the end. Uh-huh. And I'm a solo rapper now. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still messing with cats in the school. So long story short, what happened, like Diz and them behind US Cab, they had it popping in their neighborhood. Okay. We wasn't really jumping, so they was like, you know, dang, you know what I'm saying? We had started getting into it mm-hmm. with our niggas behind the cab, you yeah. feel me, on some young nigga shit. So they was like, make a record, you know what I'm saying, and diss him. And uh, I did, you know what I'm saying? We was dissing, just going back and forth and shit. You I don't remember? even think bro responded to that shit. Do you remember <laughs> what that, you remember any any lines from your diss? Hell, you nah, 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 man, nah. <laughs> You said, I didn't got time for him to be on my right. head again. Like, man, what you said on that pocket? Nah, it wasn't no shit, Pax. It was just some 
Nigga, like, you ain't like, you know, it wasn't no factual shit. Just, yeah, just some, I, yeah, I, I rap better than you. I right, right, right. Just rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just some rap stuff. Because he was solid. You feel me? Like, like notable, any other notable beefs to anybody? Because um, there's a lot of rappers from the area who, who, who were doing their thing at that time. I'm trying to think. Come on. Because uh, we used to battle. We used to battle all throughout school. Mm-hmm. Like, Jungle was in, Jungle was in school with me. We battled, you know, I seen him battle cats, he seen me battle. Him and Rich had really battled each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Him and my brother really went back and forth at it. Right. Uh Nah, not too much, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't really too many it wasn't too many disrupts because we was like the only niggas rapping at right. my school. Okay. And by the time I got to like to senior year, niggas was like, Man, dang, he he cold that shit, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So ain't too many people really fuck with me on it. Your senior year comes, what year did you graduate? 08. Oh, 2008 comes, you graduate. Yeah. Um, what was your plans after high school? Did you plan on taking the footsteps of your grandfather and your father and joining the military? Or were you more interested in um, pursuing something else? At first, I was going to go to full sale mm-hmm. and try to learn how to mix in the music. Because I figured I was going to like, man, if I can engineer, I can mess my way in. Because... Like, we had Cool Eddie Pro back in the day, so we used to record ourselves, too, mix ourselves. Okay. Like, we got, I got that cold with I knew how to mix myself and everything, but shit. When I seen them school prices, I was like, fuck that. <laughs> so, uh, the full sale yeah, prices was, is crazy. I'm not doing that shit. So, uh, I ended up going to barber school for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I went over there. I went on Broadway and shit over there at Skip. And then I ain't take my ACT or nothing because I wasn't no good test taker. So I was always nervous. Like, man, I'm going to take this shit. I'm going to fail. Right. Like, nigga, I'm like, you stupid. <laughs> so, but like, I'm watching my, my partner and shit that went to school. They're like, man, this shit lit. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's old in here. Like, so I, I wanted to go. I so wanted to, to the military. Yeah, yeah. Travel the world, see what's going on. No, I wanted to go to college. Go to college. Oh, yeah, I wanted to go to college. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, I, um, my partner Trey that I was rapping with, he went to Alabama A&M. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I tell my barber school dude, I'm like, man, I want to try college. He said, listen, this is what I do. He said, you take your ACT. If you pass, you don't owe me nothing. He's like, if you don't pass, then you just catch up on tuition. I took it and I passed it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, all right, cool. You feel me? So I... um. I enrolled in Alabama A&M, and at first they rejected me. Yeah, I remember we had a conversation <laughs> about them rejecting you. They, what, they, what, what, why did they reject you? They said, because I, I, I can't remember why I scored, because you got to remember, I didn't take the ACT like the, in school when everybody was going. So I didn't get accepted in the school till fall. Okay. So they sent me a rejection letter, and they said, I think they said like my ACT was like one point under the admission thing, and they was like, they was filled. Uh-huh. Then they sent me a letter talking about I was accepted. So my partner went down there. He was going to school down there. We was rapping and shit. And uh, he was like, man, come down here. I drove all the way to Bama. I'm like, man, I got two different letters. So like the admissions lady was like, okay, well yeah, you don't qualify because you know what I'm saying you one point under. So I'm mad, I'm pissed off. I drove all the way to Alabama. Right. <laughs> I gotta go home. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's I'm a nice. Shit. That's a good six, six five hours, six hour yeah, trip to Huntsville. I'm mad. So Trey like he he blowing my phone up. I'm outside doing my little snack and shit. Man, fuck this. Take me back home. Yeah. He like, <laughs> man, shut the fuck up. Like the lady said, come back in here. She's like. The president, the dean, whatever, he was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was like, he came all the way down here. He drove. He said, that showed me he wanted me in school. So I'm going right. to let him in. He okay. said, I'm going to put him in on academic probation. And I got into college. So you went into college on academic probation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's what's up. How was it down there at Alabama A&M? That's an HBCU. <clears throat> it was different. Because, like, I went down there, and I'm like, man, I'm leaving Radcliffe. I'm out the trenches. I'm gone. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So I'm like... Hey, yeah. So uh, when I get down there, my nana was she, you know, she helped me go. She was like, "All right, hand me your house key." I was like, "What do you mean, hand me your house key?" She was like, "You grown now, you yeah. know what I'm saying?" So I'm like, "Damn." So I thought I had everything that I needed for college. I didn't have shit. Didn't have nothing. <laughs> she left me for like a day, and then she came back like the next day and helped me get everything. But. It was cool. I liked it because I had got myself in so much bullshit in Radcliffe mm-hmm. as a teenager. It was fun to go down there and just have a clean slate. Right. Like, I was just a normal kid. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, 
Lofting them, fighting over at the park, I ain't got nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? So it was different to actually go to the club. I'm not the one in the club fighting in any drama or anything. So I ain't gonna stunt. I was I played the out the way role down there. Man, my cousin went to Alabama <laughs> and them and uh I came down there before for homecoming. Yeah. Um Greek life is definitely different <laughs> than at, at HBC. <laughs> like, what, what was it like when you seen, like, the, the Qs and the Alphas and the Kappas and the AKAs? I mean, because they're different. I went to Western Kentucky University, yeah. and they have the same fraternities and sororities, but it's a totally different level at HBCU, man. What's the, what's the difference that you saw? Like, man, it's, it's, it's real down there. Like, I haven't been to A&M campus in a while, so I don't know if it's still like this, but mm-hmm. when I went, they have actual blocks. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when I say blocks, it's like the big rocks. ass yards and rocks. Yeah, and like the big each rocks one got their yard. own section. Yeah, and you'll, I saw that. And you'll be walking to campus, you know what I'm saying? And when it's popping outside, they'll be sitting on them blocks and everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, just the stroll and everything, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, that's part of the culture down there. Like, mm-hmm. if you're down south, you're going to play something, you're going to do something. Uh, it, it, it was just different. Like, when they would do, like, uh, what is it called, man? When people come out. Uh, probate. Yeah, when they, when they do they probate, probate. Yeah, they yeah, shut, yeah. like, that was shut class down. Shut that would let you out of class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, people would be, like, thousand deep on the yard. So, so, were the professors also... That was cool with it, because they be in... But were they, for, that's what I was going to say, were they, they, yeah. they, they Greeks as well? Yeah, like, yeah. your teacher be an AKA, this teacher might be a cop. Hey, they pleasure. Bye. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I got y'all homework done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Bye. smooth. Yeah, they already smooth. know what time it is. Yeah. So when you were down there, um, did you did you join a, a fraternity or sorority? I did. I, I mean, did. not sorority. I'm fraternity, <laughs> fraternity or sorority. I did. Type of question. I did, man. Like we in the dorm, so everybody talking about it. So I'm like, yeah. So we, you know, everybody did that thing. But yeah, I joined that uh, Western. Oh, you joined that Western? Yeah. Okay. So I played. I played like a summer. And then uh, I went back to, uh, I had to finish my semester at A&M and then transfer to Western. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so what, what uh, fraternity did you join? I played Zyota. Are you but still- the crazy thing about it was I had a teacher in middle school. His name was Mario Riley. And he was already teaching us the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like while we was in school. Oh, so he was an IOTA? Yeah, he was an IOTA. Oh, so you were you had yeah, already he was, kind of like yeah, been he exposed was to us, it. But we didn't know what he was talking about. So like, you know what I'm saying? A couple of my guys that I grew up with, they was like, man, let's do it. I said, all right. You know what I'm saying? I'll do it with you now. You know, and that's how that went. But like when I honestly, and I'm not speaking down on a great life or anything, because I like being an IOTA or whatnot. But like when I got to Western or whatnot, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It's totally different than what it was at A&M. Yeah, and I just, it ain't for everybody. Right, right. I got through the process, but it wasn't for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, so. That's what's up. So you, so with that being said, I could, I could, I take that as, as if you are not active with the fraternity today. No, uh-uh. I still stay in, I, I'm in contact with it. Well, I'm not. I ain't gonna lie, but like those people, like my older ones who like, you know what I'm saying, who put yeah. me on, like, I'm cool with them, but nah, I'm not active. So you left from A&M, you came down to Western Kentucky University, it's totally different, totally different lifestyle, um, because Western is like a school that's mixed. Um, did you ever complete college while you was down there at Western, or what, what happened with what happened with your man, school time? I got, man, I came back to Kentucky and, and went crazy. You know what I'm saying? Went crazy. I wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing nothing right. like I was supposed to. And that's around the time I got really popping with the music, uh-huh. and it was like so, school of music. So you're down yeah. there in Alabama at A and M. That's when the bu- buzz started. That's when the buzz started. I was yeah. gonna say, did you do your music thing down there? Yeah, How I, long was you at A and M? First of all, a year and a half. Okay. I went. I went like a full semester. No, I went two semesters. So I went a full term, and then I transferred at the end of it. Okay. But yeah, it cool. Was- and you said you. So that's when your music popped off down. Your music really the buzz started to pop off down there. I'm at A and M. I came out with I'm Gucci. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And uh, I used to be on campus, and motherfuckers would be singing that. And then I remember one day I walked out of Grayson, and I had, like, some Gucci shoes on. I had, like, a bag and everything. And this girl was singing my song. 
And you know, my nigga, he's hype. He like, man, that's that's dude just saying it right there. Right. He like, man, you a lie. You know what I'm saying? They was like, man, my nigga made the song in his room, da da da. You know what I'm saying? They popping. So yeah. they were, I would start handing my mixtapes out on campus at A and M. Okay. And I got real, I got like real popular with that shit down there. And at home. That shit, like, it's taking off. Like, I'm in Radcliffe jumping, and I don't even stay down there. You know what stay there. So yeah. how how many mixtapes or CDs that you released while you was down at A&M? Uh, off the top of my head. Damn. I met, that's why I met Locke Customs at, too, was at A&M at Grayson Hall. And he mm. used to be the one that would engineer. Oh, okay. So Locke used to. Yeah. You know, Locke came on the come up corner. Yeah, I know. Came yeah. up on the come up corner, man. Yeah, that's know. where we met. That's how he got to Kentucky with me. Okay. Because he wanted to get out of Chicago, but uh, I said about no, he Chirac, probably yeah. like five. I think uh-huh. like five or six tapes. Okay, and so after you record those five or six tapes, you there for for two semesters, which is pretty much a year. You transfer to Bowling Green. Your music is already picked up in Kentucky while you're down yeah. in Bama. So when you come back to Bowling Green, you still have this buzz, right? Well, I came back. I ain't gonna stop. I came back home. I was local. I, I felt like a damn local celebrity mm-hmm. for real, like. The chicks from high school that I couldn't smash, they was going. Yeah. You feel me? Like, they was on it. Was it, like <laughs> it was like that. You feel me? We, go, we on the podcast. We keeping it real. And then, yeah. like, then, like, niggas I was cool with, like, niggas was hating, too. And I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, like, you was just, you know what I'm saying, straight. Right. Before just we straight. left. You, you cool ain't even like that. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. now you with the rah-rah and shit. So, yeah, it was on, like, different type times. So, when you get back, Western <laughs> Kentucky University is known as, like, one of the number one party schools in it the state. It was pop. So, did you do a lot of shows out there? Because there's parties hell, going yeah. on all the time. I did a hell of shows. But you know what we was getting a lot of shows at? We was getting a lot of shows in Lexington. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, UK, EKU. Uh-huh. I, was, I, was heavy, I was, like, heavy out there. Um, so the shows that you would do were they showed like college party shows, like on that college party vibe, or yeah. were there somebody who would bring a big artist coming down and you would talk Sometimes about Sometimes it would be big artists. Uh-huh. I open up back in the day, I open up anybody you could think of Walker, Gotti, Gucci, Plies, whoever was popping around mm-hmm. that time frame. I did, I did shows right beside Travis Porter because we had a record together, but sometimes it would be just like. Yo, like, you performing, you know what I'm saying? But I had a strong buzz, mm-hmm. so it was like, oh, shit, he coming out here, you know what I'm saying? So you said, you just mentioned that you and Travis Porter had a record together, like, yeah, <laughs> wasn't nothing. Yeah, it's a record with Travis Porter. From yeah, that clip, back Travis Porter was like, snap. And we bought, we did, like, people we don't even know that. We I bought them two records. You bought Travis Porter? Yeah, and we had a concert, because yeah. I was still, like, you got to think while this shit's going on. I'm nothing, bro. I graduated at 17. Mm-hmm. I'm nothing but 18, 19 when this is going on. Right. I'm a kid doing this. So, so I bought everybody that was under me and graduated with me. I do. I bought them down. How did up. you get in contact with <laughs> Travis Porter? And was Travis Porter Travis Porter at that time? They was. They was. They was. In Atlanta, they was heating up. They okay. was that, but on that college scene, like remember, I went to school at A and M. Right. So I'm down south. Yeah. So I'm catching the wave, catching the wave. before it comes mm-hmm. to the tuck, and they was heavy. You know what I'm saying? So uh, how it happened was I had a mixtape with Techniques, Dane DBIC one, and I went to Atlanta, and I'm in the office. You know what I'm saying? And while we there. I'm picking up, because Techniques had the boxes of mixtapes. He's like, shit. I'm like, man, let me get some of these for the road. We got a six-hour drive. This is before iPod. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got CDs. You got flipping in. I'm like, man, give me some of these tapes. You know what I'm saying? He had did LeBron, Flocka James in there, and Travis Porter's in there. So I was a fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, you woo-woo. So I think how it happened was I just asked him. He had a dude named Allen. You know what I'm saying? For those who don't know who I'm talking about, this is uh, Shreeda's ex. This is Shreeda's ex when they first jumping. Like, okay. Techniques is still DJing. This uh-huh. is before Two Chains Bid. They just management. So I'm in there and I just I just asked him, like, what's up with that Travis Porter record? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he told me the fee. I had always, you know, saved my money up from other activities that mm-hmm. I was doing. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right, right on. Right on. <laughs> Those, and, uh, those, those things that we won't talk about. Yeah, on the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah, 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 I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. yeah, so I had things, you know, from those extracurricular activities that I did, and uh, I put it together. Mm-hmm. And I did the record, and all the way turned up. 
was popping in. So I said, man, let's do a record to come on right after that. I always tried to like strategize and be okay. smart. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I did that. And uh, I thought dudes were rock with me because mm-hmm. like my, my song was popping and whatnot. And we had them get booked a lot in Kentucky, but they ain't really... They ain't really rock with me like that. Well, was there was there an issue behind the reason why y'all didn't rock together or what? I'm gonna be real, like most most niggas that rap, bro, them niggas is assholes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, the motherfucker that said like Quiz, his name Quiz. They said me and him look alike. Niggas a jerk. Oh yeah. You feel me? But <laughs> rap was cool. I remember one time in both. I remember they had got like four shows booked for homecoming, bro, in Kentucky, and we was part of the reason. I don't give a fuck what nobody say because. We had them jumping. You got to think. So uh, people are like, man, I, w- I want you to do the record with them when they come down. So they got like three shows. They ain't put me on none of the shows. Mm-hmm. They ain't put me on none of it. And this is after I done had the, the tape with Technique, which was a, a lot of money. Fuck it. That shit was uh, three five. I spent three five to get a tape hosted for Technique because back then you had to get your mixtape, you had to pass them out, nigga. You yeah. didn't sell them. So you gotta think, man, that much money back at that time, how much you was actually yeah. spending for that? And that I'm, was a lot. Remember, I'm like I said, I'm 19 with this shit. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm doing this. So uh, I'm passing these tapes out. So I spent three five with Techniques. We spent seven to have them come down for a show. At the Boondocks in Rackley. Remember when I the Boondocks? I had the, the song yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turned back around, spent another three. So you think whatever is equal up to, that's a bag. You know what I'm saying? That's a bag. Yeah, that's a bag. So I'm like, shit, I'm thinking they're going to fuck me and do the, do the, you know, let me perform and shit. Man, uh-huh. shit, whatever. They, they weren't feeling that. But I remember we did a show in Bowling Green and, uh, they bought me out and whatnot. I was like, man, this thing, woo, woo, woo. I start performing the record. These niggas walk off the stage. The only nigga that stayed on the stage was Shrap. Yeah, why they walk off the stage? I don't know. Do you think it was because they know that you did? They knew that you were, you I think, were a hot artist. I think being that I'm older now, I don't have an ego with me. You gotta pay how you weigh. Mm-hmm. So probably if I would have, you know what I'm saying, offered more of a bag, they would have did that. Because when the, that had got signed, when we did Turn Me Down, it was a good time, it was a bad time. That had got signed to Jive. Right. Calico had tapped in with me. So I'm finna go this way with the SOD shit. Travis Porter and Soulja Boy didn't get along. That's why Roscoe Dad's got Soulja Boy on all the way turned up remix. That was kind of like a jab at them. Because remember, it was one version with Travis Porter and mm-hmm. it was one version with Soulja Boy on Roscoe Dad. Okay. That's why yeah, that's yeah. that. Right. Because Soulja, he didn't get along. He didn't rock with that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'm like, man, listen, I got this deal. Let's do this video. John's like, do this video. This shit going to make you pop. So at one point in time, you had a deal mm-hmm. with SOD Money Gang. Mm-hmm. Which is Soldier Boy, right? Yeah. How did you get that deal? How did that come? How did that come about? Alright. Go back. I'm signed. Me and Vance, we had the the killer camp and the flipping stack thing. He had a um he had met this promoter. Her name was Mo. She was from Louisville. So mm-hmm. they was working. That's how I went to BT and everything when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? And you said this is when you was dealing with who? Vance. Vance, Vance from Flipping Stack. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. go to New York. Things go left. Okay. Like both of our camps get into it. So rewind. How did you? How did you end up? So how did you end up linking up with Vance? You're back in Kentucky from school. Yeah. How did you? I was but in. you're from Radcliffe. <clears throat> Vance is from the area too. How did you link up with Vance? I knew Vance all my life. When okay. I stayed on Shelby, I stayed on apartment four, the okay. last apartments. He stayed down, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, on three. So I knew him as a kid and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So even when we rapping in North, because Jungle was rapping. Okay. Jungle had like the, you know what I'm saying, His he was popping in school. He had the I'm getting paid. And uh, like Flipper Stack was the label that you would want to rock with back then. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm rapping, I'm passing out my CDs. Vance, he heard of me, but he didn't really take attention to me. So I think like in school, we tried to book, we booked Jody Breeze. And when we booked Jody Breeze, Vance had to connect. And I hooked up with him. He was like, yeah, I remember you as a shorty and whatnot. I said, man, you can, you know what I'm saying, get to, he like, yeah. So that's how we linked, okay. you know what I'm saying? We did the music thing together and whatnot. 
So long story short, fast forward, I gotta go to BET to do spit some show. It was some show we used to freestyle on. I forgot. And then I did this artist spotlight interview. Mm-hmm. We went down there. It was a whole situation. Mo was to connect to that. She okay. knew somebody at BET. Okay. We go. And, and Mo, who was Mo to? <clears throat> Mo at first she was just somebody who knew me. You okay. know what I'm saying? But she took a liking into me. Like this kid, like he's serious about his business and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you know. Mo was a cold little chick. You yeah. feel me? She, she was bad. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, you know, we young and shit. We play. I'm trying to holler at Mo and everything. She like, be about your business. And I'm like, all right. You know what I'm saying? So she taught me how to carry myself. She's like, you know, you can't go in here playing. You feel me? This thugged out shit that you got going on. You know what I'm saying? Like you walking with thighs and two niggas at all times. Mm-hmm. You got your. That's gonna scare these people away. You right. can't go in here like that. So Mo came in basically like. I'm going to walk you in this office, but you can't have all that stuff going on. So she told me how I carry myself, basically. So long story short, we get to New York. Our camps get into it, you know what I'm saying? So when I come back home, me and Vance, we split ways, you feel me? I'm still cool with Mo. Mo linked me. Well, I was already doing the uh, the stuff with transport and all that. When we at home, and uh, I'm doing... Uh, I'm doing some studio stuff, and Mo was like, how would you feel about getting a deal with uh, Soldier Boy and stuff? At first, we laughed, you know what I'm saying? We was like, nigga, who be dancing and shit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We was like, man, we don't make the same music, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So I was like, but shit, whatever, you feel me? Whatever's wow. going to get us out the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not thinking nothing about it because... I had did like showcases for Slip and Side and whatnot, and people were always like, dang, it's cold, but they would never tap in, so I'm not taking it seriously. So Mo was like, hold on. She put me on the phone with Calico. He called me, he emailed me a video. He explained, he's like, so I was like, I called my dude, and I'm like, bro, this shit real. Like, he fucking emailed me a video and everything. So he's like, what you gonna do? We was at the crib doing extracurricular activities, right. you know what I'm saying, at the time. So I'm like, <laughs> well, shit, this closes up. So Jones was like, when can y'all go, when, when can y'all come to Atlanta? I said, shit, you talking about a deal? I'll come, I'll drive to Atlanta right now. That's nothing. He said, all right, come on. It's 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. like up in, it's like 6 or 7 o'clock in Kentucky. Atlanta's a six-hour drive, mm-hmm. you feel me? Yep. We get down, so we like, shit, come on, close this motherfucker down. We going, you know what I'm saying? We load up. I had a Jeep. We load up in this Jeep. Five of us, you know what I'm saying? Me, Keddy. I don't know if Sprout, nah, Sprout was still in school. Some Mo cats, you know what I'm saying? We drive down there, and uh, Mo was the connect. So Mo like, you know what I'm saying, meet us here. <laughs> so we, uh... We pull up on the side of this highway, and when we go to the house, the house is like in some some woods and shit. It looked honey, you know. Yeah. What I'm <laughs> like, Y'all ain't know what time walking yeah, into. Uh, man, nigga, what type of setup is this? <laughs> this nigga beat me had this gun. I want this man this gun. <laughs> like, yeah. Man, fuck this shit. Load that shit up for go in. So this nigga shaking, put the clip in and shit. You know what I'm saying? So we like, I'm laughing now, but we dead ass serious. Like, he like, nigga, you laughing and shit. You be like, these motherfuckers in a robber. Well, we going this damn haunted house. You know what I'm saying? We like, we body to body walking in that motherfucker like this. And we going this house. We just know we like man, we finna get, we got, finna get it's <laughs> over. Like we sitting there, like we look at it, it's like you dumb ass nigga. Man, they open this they open this house up and when we walk in this house, it's a whole like studio, bro, and this shit is like laid <laughs> man, this shit is laid out. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> For real, bro. Like, they gonna tell you dog, the same story. <laughs> Hey, yo, Bees, you grabbed the door. Who is it? Oh, uh, it's just the homies from Instacart. Instacart? What do they do? And they just connect me with personal shoppers who hit up all my favorite stores for groceries and deliver them to me. Man, how can I get this plug? It's simple. Download the app, select your items, pay, and wait for the items to arrive at your front door. Man, that's dope. Instacart. Okay. Through My Eyes with One-Eyed Willie is available on Apple's podcast app or wherever you go to get your podcast. You go down to Atlanta. Um, 
you talk to Calico Jones. He tells you, come on down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You and the guys are hopping the car. you are going to Atlanta. This place looks like a haunted house. You get inside. What's going on? <clears throat> We're going. <laughs> of course, my nigga, he got this he got this damn Gucci bag with the gun uh-huh. and the goddamn bag like this. So he like, man, just walk in front of me. I'm like, man, come on, bro. Like, fuck all this. We here yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? Mo's in front of us, and we go in this room. Jones is on the board. And he listening to, you know what I'm saying, a song he had made. And I see 32. 32 is Calico's manager. I later come to find out, like, he's Slim Duncan manager and all okay. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a big, big dude in the A. Uh-huh. And he had this chain on that was so heavy and bright, bruh. I think, if I ain't mistaken, I think it's the, I think it was, no, Jones had the SODMG chain on, and then 32 had this Memphis Grizzly chain. It's a okay. picture with me with it on, yeah. and it was so bright and heavy, it was like, damn, bro, like, it's serious, you know what I'm saying? Like, it clicked, like, like it shot at me, like, okay, this shit is real. So he's like, man, what's up, bro? So he's like, here, 32's like, let me, let me, let me holler at you outside, you know what I'm saying? So we go in this room. The guy follow me and shit, and I get on this. I, he's on a computer at the time. This is when Skype and all that is first coming out, and he talking to Soldier on the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, dude's here." You know what I'm saying? Woo woo woo. So Soldier, he's on the thing. He's just like, you know, shit. What's up, bro? Woo woo woo. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, what's good. You know what I'm saying? And that was that. He's like, all right, bro. Well, shit, I'm gonna go ahead. He said, holler at them, do whatever. You know what I'm saying? You feel necessary. So 3-2 is just basically like, man, shit, you drove here, that shoulder's like you want it, like you own, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm on. I'm like, you on, I'm on, like, <laughs> I can get on here and announce this shit? He like, yeah, like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, you SODMG, you switch game. So I'm like, all right. So me and my niggas kind of looking like, this shit is crazy. And then he was like, bro, it's late. He's like, tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to show you, I'm going to explain to you how everything works and shit. You feel me? But he's like, you know, welcome to the game. You feel me? And then I went in the studio room, talked to Jones for a little bit. He's like, man, you know, I'm going to chop it up with you tomorrow. I'm about to go do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we go to this rinky-dink-ass hotel. Because it's like four <laughs> of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and we so geek, man. Like, I had this girlfriend at the time. And I remember she went to sleep. She was like, all right, I'm going to holler at you when I wake up from school in the morning. You let me know how it is. You feel me? Bro, we had stood up from the time she went to sleep to the time she woke up to school. When she was going to school, I'm going to go to sleep. She was like, what happened? I was like, shit, I'm signed. I'm on. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go to sleep. She was like, you serious? I was like, I'm dead serious. I'm like, don't tell nobody. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, you know, she dropped the phone. She screaming and shit. She run through the house. So... I know that was crazy. Yeah, bro. And then, you know, we woke up that next day and they, you know, explained to us how everything worked and whatnot and uh, was discussing budgets. So I remember I went to them and they was like, okay, so what you gonna need? I said, well, I don't want nothing from y'all. I don't want no money or nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't want no advancement. I said, I want y'all to stamp my label and get my music to where I can't get it. Right. So that's like, what you mean? I'm like, basically, I want you to get me in the places that I can't get. Yeah, you, you want them to distribute the music in those places where you can't get into. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what's your budget? I said, man, I got like 20. Of course, I had more, but I wasn't going to tell. Right. I wasn't going to tell them what I had to my name. I don't know these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, I can't, I think 3 2 and somebody was feeling that budget. Somebody's like, man, that's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Jones was like, I put whatever behind him, you know what I'm saying? Like, I match it, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, damn, like, he don't know me from, from nowhere. Right, he just right. stepped in, like, I cover it, you know so what I'm saying? So did that grow a bond between you and Calico Jones? Yeah. Like, to fast forward, because a lot of people ask me what happened, like, why I didn't stay over there, you know what I'm saying? And on some real shit, it was never like I was really in. you know what I'm saying? I could do whatever. But from that time on... I always want to be with Calico more than I want to be with everybody else. Through My Eyes with One-Eyed Willie is available on Apple's podcast app or wherever you go to get your podcast.